0: Uh, welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses where I talk to uh, people behind the social media account. Today I'm speaking with Jermaine Bagnall who serves as a producer at Salt and Light TV. Uh, this organization's mission is devoted to spreading the light of Christ through media. Uh, so welcome. Uh, I welcome you J- Jermaine to uh, today's program.
1: Well thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah so um, I'm always intrigued by people's bio. So when I read your bio you said that you were a producer. I was um, super enthused about getting to speak with you. That was some months ago, and so now I'm glad that you know God has you know joined our paths together, so we can have this discussion about your profession and your faith journey. So uh, again, thank you for uh, taking the time out.
1: You're welcome, and thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So so before we, um, we started recording, we were talking about you know your faith journey a little bit, and mm-hmm. you mentioned that it was a little bit all over the place, and you mentioned that you were baptized a catholic so hmm. why don't we just start from <laughs> from that point until okay. where you are now okay um well i guess uh i
1: would qualify as a bit of re- a revert since i since i was baptized in the the, the catholic church uh our lady of the airways uh, out here in malton ontario um my family wasn't really uh practicing necessarily but they knew they wanted me to go to a catholic school in the area uh, so I was baptized there, but then funny enough, I never actually attended school in the area. Uh, my family moved West. We we moved, uh, my mom moved to Edmonton, Alberta. So I guess uh, in relation to America, that's probably like North of Montana or something. And uh, all the while there, uh, truth be told, we never really attended church. Uh, I went to public schools. Um, so there was Is not that there's any downplaying of, of God or anything. It just, we just weren't going to to church. Um, years later, uh, we moved back to, uh, the Toronto area. So I was more middle, middle school. So it was probably like grade six. Uh, I started going to church, actually going to Baptist church with this family, uh, down the road. And, um, so I spent a couple of years doing Baptist church, even even though uh, baptized Catholic, that's that's just where um, my mom uh, sent us. I think it was partly for a break uh, from our, us three kids. Uh, <laughs> so we'd go to neighbors, uh, but then after a while, I actually stopped uh, going altogether. I just just one day I said, I'm not going. And from so from middle school, uh, I was in public school still, even though I started going to Catholic elementary school part partway through grade eight, wasn't really going to church. I'd do like mass if we, we had it there. Uh, and then I went to a Catholic high school. Uh, and even then I still wasn't attending church. I'd do uh, the mass that we might have. Um, I think I participated in confession once mm.
0: uh,
1: at that point. And for somebody who hadn't gone to church, uh with any regularity and definitely not the catholic experience so that was a very awkward, i remember that being a very awkward experience for me and uh there were two priests uh at, at the school uh there's father jim but he was like for the older group and he was just like this really uh jovial guy really friendly always smiling and then there's like the, the other priest so i this is terrible, I don't remember his name, I was assigned, I was part of his block, and there's just this whole divide, so I think that was really my, my f- first impression of, uh, of a Catholic priest, it was just this, like, this dour man, and it was just not uninvited, very uninviting, and didn't really walk me through the process, so I, uh, my personality was, like, Ugh. so I really, like, pulled back, and, um, you know, from there, university, I wasn't going to, to any church what- whatsoever, I had friends um, uh, that were on the basketball team. I, I played university ball and, uh, were they didn't try to invite me, but I maybe went once or twice for my time. And I, I just, I didn't go. And again, it's not that I was, uh, I believed in God. I just wasn't making it a priority by any stretch. Um, and then a lot of years pass. I finished my undergrad, finished grad school, worked for a bit. And then, uh, uh admittedly through that time I felt the pull but I just kind of ignored it it's just like you know the worst thing you can do you have feelings just push them down and I was kind of pushing that down in a way uh but there's a stretch I actually started I did a friend I played basketball with invited me to go to church with him and it was a protestant church and I was like it was it was nice there was like a jovial sort of atmosphere and Mm I got to um volunteer that's actually what did it for me in a priority neighborhood in the city so I got to help out with kids and it was a, a different sort of perspective of, of putting actions with faith um, but I, 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 I after the volunteer stopped I, I, I left uh, stopped going this is several more years past I'm a slow learner <laughs> several <laughs> more years had passed and then uh, a good friend of mine and said hey you know i really want you to come check out this pastor come check out this church i'm going to um just come and i was like you know what i'll, I'll come and this is again a, a block of years had passed and i went and uh i was going for a couple of years pretty steady uh with him to to the church really enjoyed it and felt uh some growth and as my girlfriend my fiance now um grew up catholic and the catholic church was really important to her and she had come with me to the, the protestant church and it was a really i, f- I guess she described it as a jarring experience it's just different you know it's like, yeah. like loud music kind of rowdy uh which for me i was like this is nothing because i went to when i was going to this baptist church like I left with like my ears ringing. It was like, it was, it was, it was that kind of place. So this one was a bit more relaxed for for me, which is kind of funny. I guess it's all where you come from. Um, and then she asked me to come with her to a, a midnight mass at a right. Catholic church. And it was, it was beautiful. It was, there was, I don't know, there was just something, some something there. And um, I still kept going to the church I was going to. And it wasn't until maybe months later started, I'd, moved cities and um while there is when i started attending a a catholic church started speaking to uh uh father toby uh, of uh, our lady of uh our lady of seven sorrows and uh it was just this warm and inviting environment um and at the time it kind of worked out because they were just starting their rcia and he's like oh you want to try rcia i'm like sure what is it (laughs) And he, he explained to me what it was. And I was like, you know what, this, this feels like the right, right thing to do. Um, started going and, and uh, did the RCIA, but unfortunately due to uh, the coronavirus, we were still waiting for that, that, that last portion of, of things, but uh, yeah, I started, you know, going regularly to Catholic mass and and um, uh, became a part of the local society of St. Vincent de Paul, uh, that, that, that idea of service is very important to me. And yeah, so I guess that's brought me to where we are now and just waiting for my city to lift to the next phase. So we actually can uh, get back to church and, you know, receive the Eucharist and get accepted into the church and all that wonderful stuff. So that's, that's, that's the story of this revert.
0: (laughs) Well, that's remarkable, man! Such a roller coaster of events, from place to place. So, um, you're awaiting, you know, comfort, the sacrament of confirmation. You went through RCIA. Do you have any advice for anyone, you know, thinking about, hey, maybe the Catholic Church is the place I'm supposed to be. Maybe that's where God's calling me home. What would you say to that person or anybody discerning the Catholic faith?
1: Uh, I would say um, be open. Uh, be patient, and um, yeah, be open. Be patient, and and just kind of go in with an open, open heart, open eyes, and and know that it's, you're getting into a, a very rich, uh, a rich tradition. Um, you know, if, if somebody, if services of uh, important to somebody there'll be great opportunities for service if uh, intellectual endeavors is really important to somebody there'll be plenty of that i had no idea <laughs> um, yeah so there there's a, a there's a lot
0: there um
1: yeah so that's 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 what i would say
0: yeah that's good advice to be open to where you know holy spirit guys you can't go wrong with that mm-hmm. so now we're gonna go to the, the human interest component of the show and as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, you're a producer with Salt and Light TV. Mm-hmm. So um, how did you get started in this field of in media? And... In media. Okay.
1: Uh, it's, it's sort of like my, my faith journey. It's a little kind of haphazard, I suppose. Or not haphazard. Uh, you know, it's all, all for a purpose. Uh, so originally when I went up to school at Laurentian, I was going to study sports administration. And it was a BCOM. I thought, you know, i am going to study that. So then maybe I'll go to law school. I'll be uh, Jerry Maguire. That's literally what was in my head. <laughs> and two years into the program, it's a wonderful program. Uh, some guys I went to school with are doing, um, and, and men and women are doing amazing things in the respective field. Um, it just wasn't for me. And so I ended up switching after two years when I did, uh, English Rhetoric and Media Studies, um, which is like the art of persuasion. And then there was some film in there. And while doing that as my introduction to film, uh, a professor read, uh, heard me read read something I wrote for a friend's uh, CD. And he's like, you seem creative. You should take this course, Applied Media Aesthetics. I'm like, sure, hoy, what's that? And he said, it was a film course. And um, I, I took that film course and like got, got the bug. Got the bug. Uh, we, we made a short and it went well. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, from there, I <clears throat> I worked on some doc projects immediately after, just like independent stuff. Uh, then I did graduate studies. I did a master's in documentary media at Ryerson. And uh, there I did a documentary on um, life post Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans.
0: Um wow. it, it, I imagine
1: it was powerful and mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The resiliency and faith of the people I met and, and the openness and the warmth. Like, I know some people have maybe an impression of what New Orleans is. They think Bourbon Street and that sort of stuff. Right. Um, th- th- there were people who didn't know me from Boo and took me in and was like, come on, let's, come on, Canada. Let me show you the, the real part of it. And they took me to, like, where locals kind of go and hang out and seen real second line and like stuff like that so it was it was great it was great um but truth be told my my true end to the industry uh came after finished my doc finishing uh work uh finishing school um was a chance encounter at a store i was in this army surplus store to buy a shirt and i overheard a guy in front of me say he's a documentary cinematographer and i was like i gotta meet this guy so he went around the store to go pick up some other stuff. So I kind of like followed behind him, um, and it's very hard to be discreet. I'm six foot seven. Yeah, I don't exactly blend in places. And I think at the time I like dreads down to here. I, I, don't, I didn't blend in at all. Uh, but when I he had a break in what he was doing, I introduced myself and said hi. Um, my name is Jermaine. I couldn't help but over here. Uh, you're a documentary cinematographer, you do, you're doing what I, I want to do, and clearly you're busy, but when you have free time, can you, uh, can I pick your brain? And uh, he was like, yeah, 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 sure, give me your info. And he, uh, his name was Russell Ganap. He ended up connecting me with a friend of his months later, and that was my in into uh, film and television. And But I actually didn't uh, get to work with Russell until like a year later, um, and we've been friends now for pushing a decade. So it's kind wow, of a chance encounter. Um, but so th- my link with that was actually when I had moved to this new city and started attending Catholic church, I was actually planning on leaving the industry. I was going to go into like, marketing or something. Um, and was applying to all these places and wasn't really getting a bite. And uh, this, I was starting to get deep into uh, the RCIA. And at this point, I was like, you know What? Uh, just on a chance let me just google catholic media and then salt and light came up i was like oh i wonder if that's interesting i haven't heard of them i was like oh i wonder if they're hiring and they uh, i found their career page and they were looking for producers i was like okay there's got to be something <laughs> up here <laughs> so i i applied and heard shortly shortly thereafter and again at this point i was actually planning to like leave and do something else and uh my boss my now boss uh Gita called me in for an interview and you know God works in mysterious ways from going from RCIA to now working in Catholic media and and, and absolutely loving it. Um so that, that I guess that's my 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 journey in into there. Um and I guess even before working at Salt and Light I'd worked in television for about eight years, eight, nine years. And um, just hit an odd spot where that's why I was considering leaving. And then God plucked me and brought me there.
0: <laughs> well, that's good providence, man. You know how God works in the right time, right place. That's good good providence. Big the time. last two questions we have regarding your uh, profession. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some key things that you gain from this um, profession that you engage with? At uh, Sultan Light particularly or
1: just as a whole in this, in this, field? uh, as a producer, as a producer. Uh, so I guess as a producer, I've learned a couple of things. Uh, one of the big pieces is being adaptable because we are producing television in the time of COVID, you know, we, what we're doing is very different and typically, you know, we'd pitch a show and we'd go to different locations to shoot and interview and that sort of stuff. But now, uh, where I am, it's quarantine. You know, we were in like full lockdown. How do you produce stuff like that? And, and learning from my, learning from Gita Hosek, who's our, 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 program director, uh, learning how to pivot. Uh, and that's how we started doing, uh, a series hope from home. So we're doing like interviews much, much like this. Um, and then just being able to find new and interesting stories, uh, Yeah, and and finding, uh, using all means available to to find people. Um, And for for myself, being newer to the Catholic faith, I didn't necessarily know, okay, who should I be talking to? Uh, So from there, I've been able to learn more about Catholicism, learn the different facets of it uh, through this job, and really learn from a lot of different great minds.
0: Yeah, remarkable to be in a position where you can absorb more than you can absorbing more than you produce is always a good thing to be
1: well we, you know god gave us two ears and one mouth <laughs> so, true 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 so uh yeah I, i'm grateful for being in the position to learn learn a lot um uh yeah it's it's just been amazing keep in mind coming well, you can understand this coming from like a baptist tradition like you don't really speak about religious orders. And now I, you know, know different nuns and stuff I've been interviewing and like different priests from all over. And so just that, just that sort of simple, simple facet. Um, it's becoming more commonplace for me and it's, it's a great appreciation for these people who do that work.
0: Right, right. So the last question is super important. So we, we can't, we don't suspend our faith when we go into the world. So how do you bring your I mean you've always believed in God as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that you've, you know, been through RCIA, um, how do you bring your faith into this profession of producing? Like how is that uh, how do you how have you incorporated that into your profession over the years? Uh,
1: well I guess over the years, um, I'll say pre saltamite and, and then in saltamite. So pre saltamite, I think it's uh, always having an element of loving compassion for people, uh, at all times is, is what I brought to my work. Um, and I've worked on some shows where I really needed that. Like I, I I was, uh, um, a field director on intervention and, you know, so you're working with people who have to deal with different addictions and sort of stuff. So it's like, how does one work in that space? And it's like, you know, and bringing the compassion of love in Christ there, it, 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 it makes everything, it can still be hard, but it, it becomes more, more natural. And, and um, I found in instances like that and others, people can tell if you're being genuine with them. And right, right. so walking with that made it easier. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of had that all through off that time pre salt and light. And then with salt and light, it's like, it's my job <laughs> my job is, is working with with the faith and uh, I guess that new evangelization and uh, really for me it's just presenting on the shows like hope from home the big thing was just bringing different and interesting voices because uh, we'll all relate to different people differently so having a, a wide variety there will be something for everybody for somebody who might speak to your soul might not do it for me and vice versa um uh, yeah so i think that's 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 pretty important so that's what I, I i tried to bring in when you see some of the programming with hope at home you you see uh a bit of the producers reflected in
0: in in that work mm-hmm. yeah which i uh, did my best to do Well, wow, that's remarkable the pre and post the pre and post salt and light like, tv like intersection of faith to definitely had an impact on you. So that's Mm -hmm. remarkable to say. Well, you know, that's all we have for the question today. But I just definitely just wanted to say, you know, I appreciate this time talking to you and your, your, you know, long faith journey and how you intersect, you know, your Christian faith and your profession. And as you await the sacrament of confirmation and the sacrament of Eucharist, Mm -hmm. um, make sure that the listeners pray for you and make sure me and my wife pray for you and keep you, you know, prayed up post confirmation, <laughs> you know, you. continue to be a strong, solid, um, man of faith in Catholic media. So that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. To you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to ask me these questions and it, it actually helps me to articulate these things. It helps me articulate my, my faith a bit better. And, um, you know, this is part of that new evangelization. I, I think this is the stuff that speaks great, greater to people. Um, I know some people who are agnostic or the atheists, they get turned off. Uh, at least my experience with some people uh, have been turned off when it's, as they've described, aggressive in, in their face sort of thing. And I think things like this help them navigate it and I think serves as a great tool to maybe bring people to the faith because they they get to sit and listen and just hear hear the human side of people ultimately and they could see themselves in that and maybe that draws them in. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, ultimately God I mean you you play in the seeds, but ultimately God is gonna you know We don't the um, him. Exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> So um, I definitely appreciate you sharing that in part two because that's very impactful. And um, as we conclude, I just want to say make sure you guys pay attention to the next episode of Saintly Witnesses.